asking for help is is a tough thing to do as an individual and and um the bottom line is is you can go through this and not be alone and you can make a new identity and become a completely different person if you want to change you know but that's still up to you And you found Casting Light, a new podcast from Guiding Light, stories of recovery and hope. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Phil Tower. You can learn more about Guiding Light at guidinglightworks.org, guidinglightworks.org, where we hope you will consider supporting the powerful ministry that happens every day here at Guiding Light. And it's such an honor and pleasure to bring you the stories of recovery on this Casting Light podcast, in this episode, I'm really honored to be able to sit down with someone I've had the pleasure of being scrutinized and screened and temperature checked and everything but patted down. It's, it's not as tough as the TSA to go through Mark's security regimen here at uh, Guiding Light, but uh, Mark is the uh, desk manager. He's the first smiling face you see here when you walk into uh, Guiding Light, and uh, it's a pleasure to be able to talk to you. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity where we're going to hear your story of recovery. Uh, all I know is you do your job very well. I mean, I, I feel every, I'm not going to argue with you every time I walk in the door. <laughs> I am going to comply, and uh, it's, a, it's an important process. Obviously, COVID has changed so much, and, and I think a lot of that for the better, you know, because we still can get sloppy in things, and nobody likes being sick. But your story of recovery brought you, it certainly takes you through Guiding Light, but I, I want to, if it's okay with you, Mark, back up to life as an addict, thank God, and I truly mean that, I have never struggled with addiction. I don't, I know few people who've struggled with addiction, and every story of addiction is different. Can you talk a little bit about yours? You know, there was quite a few traumatic things that happened to me in my addiction. Um, Anything from getting locked up to um, putting myself close to death to destroying relationships. I mean, it, it pretty much touched all aspects of things that can go wrong when it comes to using drugs and alcohol. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, I had a situation where my mom actually had to do rescue breathing on me to keep me alive until the EMT came to bring me back to life. So, um, yeah, lots of crazy stuff that, um, I didn't think I, I still thought I could manage, but obviously my life was very unmanageable. So, yeah. As a person who's gone through the recovery, you've heard other stories. I mean, that's a common theme. Like you think, hey, I got it together. I can manage this. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's expecting different results doing the same thing. That's the insanity of the whole thing. Yeah. And for you, was it alcohol? Was it drugs? Was it a combination? I mean, what was that life and addiction like? It, it was a combination. Um, it, it started out as, as drinking, and then um, it, it, it took off, and I, I progressed into... Uh, gravitating towards opiates and 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 it was mainly opiates are what brought me to guiding light. I just couldn't I couldn't stop on my own. There was just no possible way. You had mentioned your mom had to revive you at one point. I mean, when did you know? Do you recall when you hit bottom and you was like, okay, I have to do something. I mean, you 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 just I'm done. Well, it it was kind of strange because I when I came in here, it wasn't. 
I wasn't quite sure what, I mean, I've had multiple rock bottoms. I mean, they, mm. it, it doesn't, it, it all has to do with when I want to change as a, as a person, you know, what, right. what, when I'm, when I'm just ready to give up and, and become somebody completely different. And, and this last time I didn't have the most traumatic thing happen to me. Um, I was, you know, under the influence driving and, you know, my, my, my family took my keys away from me and I just, it, it, it was just, something just hit me that like, you know, I was just getting sick of this lifestyle. So yeah. it, it has to do with when I'm ready to change. So, so you're in recovery at Guiding Light. Was there a point where you thought you woke up here one day and thought, maybe this is going to work? In the beginning, I, I think, I think I was pretty delusional for about the first month. I, I still kind of hmm. wanted this place to save me. And, 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 and the way this place is designed is, is it forces me to have to change if I want to get through the program. And that's right. what I liked about it is that I, I, I couldn't fly under the radar. I had to make changes, you know? So yeah. there's nothing, yeah. you can't hide stuff here. No, absolutely not. Yeah. So what was the toughest part of recovery for you? Um, I think giving up control to the other people in my life that I, I didn't have any control over, I guess, that I thought I did, such, yeah. such as my former wife and, and, and what was going on with my son and stuff when I came in here. You know, I have a great relationship with him today. I spent a lot of time with him. So that's something that I, I think I wanted all that fixed right when I got here. And that's just not how it works, you yeah. know? That's got to be frustrating. And I'm, I'm really, I'm so glad to hear you say that because there are a lot of men who can't have, who've gone through addiction or maybe are still addicts uh, and, and in recovery as you have. And there's people in their lives who won't talk to them anymore. But I mean, that's got to be a blessing to be able to spend time with your former wife and your son. And they trust, I mean, they're, they're glad to be with you. I mean, that, that's got to be really incredibly fulfilling to you. Yeah. I mean, I'm super, super grateful for that. I mean, we co-parented fairly well, but you know, before I got here, the last message I received from Stephanie, who is my, my former wife was what you're doing to our son is unforgivable. Mm. And then I look at where I am now. I go over there on Sunday afternoons and eat dinner with her and her husband and, and their twins and my son. And they, and they want me to come back and they trust me in their, their mm. home. And from that last message, I didn't think I could ever get there. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. What you know, the trust that, that, that gets built up when you, when you show up. That's God's grace in action. That's what that is, God's grace in action. We're talking with Mark, who is uh, the first face you see when you come into the doors here off of Division Avenue of Guiding Light in downtown Grand Rapids. He is the front desk manager. Also, as uh, I've been told, you were at one point courier extraordinaire, uh, especially during COVID. I, Mark, I've had the pleasure of speaking with a lot of people who have been in recovery who are now working here at Guiding Light, like you have for this Casting Line podcast. And it's been really fun to hear the stories, but uh, also interesting to hear the stories of life when COVID shut everything down. And you were here when that happened. Do you remember what that was like as you lived through it? It seemed like it changed so much from day to day around here that it was sort of surreal. And I, and I yeah. just kind of put myself out there to be useful for whatever they needed me for, you know, in a way I kind of enjoyed that part of it. I was doing something different every day, whether it was just moving stuff back into this building or, or, you know, t taking somebody to go get that's in the program to go get a prescription or just whatever, just the random stuff. So I knew it would eventually get back and, and I think we're kind of headed there, but during that time it was, it was, um, 
I have a hard time remembering certain dates and you would think it would be easier during that time. And I think for me, I was fairly busy. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. I think a lot of people had that COVID fog. They, you know, it just Mm -hmm. seems like we lived through such a long period of quarantine and masks and isolation yet. Thankfully, as you said, uh, we are emerging, even though it's still impacting parts of the country and parts of the world as we have this conversation. As you went through recovery here and you heard other stories of recovery, that had to be incredibly empowering to you. Was there any part of that that surprised you? I mean, you, you walked in here the first time and you said like the first month was kind of a haze to you, but you probably didn't know what to expect. Were there any surprises along the way? I had a couple of meetings with my life coach that really surprised me that hmm. he seemed to mention, this was Steve at the time you spoke with earlier, he seemed to believe that I was in sort of, I, I sort of had a peace to myself and that I was sort of less attached to my old life. And that's what I try to do now is I try to, I'm only attached to the things that I love, such as my son and my family and stuff and everything else I let go of. And hmm. I was amazed at like, you know, watching these other guys go through the program and, and seeing them do it that I thought it was, I knew it could be possible for myself. Cause that's the hardest thing is I, I as an addict, I want to, I want to attach to the things in my old life that kept me sick. That's just how my mind works, you know? Yeah. So the, the amazing part was, it was the, com- the community and, and how those guys were able to do that also, you know? Addicts come in all shapes and socioeconomic backgrounds, if someone happens to be listening to this conversation on this podcast right now who is an addict who maybe like you were telling yourself for a period of time, like a lot of addicts do, I got, I got control of this. If someone like that is listening, what would you say to them? Well, I think asking for help is, is a tough thing to do as an individual. And, and um, the bottom line is, you can go through this and not be not be alone and you can you can make a new identity and become a completely different person if you want to change you know but that's still up to you you know so it has to be your choice i mean if you if you truly want to be done with it then recovery is possible but you've got to want that in terms of wanting to be done with it though. you got to, yeah you you can't be doing it for somebody else but yourself it has to be it has to be truly something that you want and you had people who cared about you, your mom, even a loving family member can't talk you into that, can they? Oh, absolutely not. I had been down that road where I've tried to get sober for my mom, for my son, for anybody else, and, and it just has not worked. I I have to make the changes myself. No one else is going to change me but me. So Yeah. When people first learn about Guiding Line, I think a, a lot of people are surprised because there are people who still think, and you hear this, who still think it's like, you know, any mission where people come in and spend the night and they just leave. They're surprised about the powerful recovery program here. You've got to hear a lot of that from people, but I, I, I'm just, I'm curious as you went through it and now you are, you say about a year and a half yep, through yep. the program? Well, 22 months today, actually. Congratulations. Thank you. Every person is different though, Right. Right. Probably the best thing about this program in particular is that they don't give you too much at once. So the way it's designed is the four months of foundations, and then they open the door just a little bit 
by going through the Achieve program, which is resume, cover letters, you know, that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then they open the door to working and then the sober. So you're not given too much at once. So you're not just thrown back out into the world right afterwards. They transition you very slowly. And I think that makes a big difference, especially early on. You know, it's interesting. You are in that, you are that first impression that people see when they come in the door. When you were put in that role as, as front desk manager, were you a little hesitant at first, or how did you feel about that? Um, well, I worked in customer service, so I, that wasn't too much of an issue. But, oh, yeah. but it's it's a little different down here in Heartside, though. Yeah, you know, it so is. It's a little bit. You know, you know, it's when you go into a store, they're looking for a particular thing. You don't know. A lot of times, they're not quite sure what what's going on when they come in here. You know. Yeah, that's a good point. As you look ahead, Mark, uh, and Mark is desk manager here, front desk manager at Guiding Light, uh, going through the recovery program. As you look down the road a couple of years from now, do you have any hopes or aspirations? You know, I, I, <clears throat> I was employed at the same place for the last 18 years, so I think that trying to live a little bit more in the moment and not get too hung up on what's in the future and just yeah. kind of take it as it comes as, as seemed to work so far. Yeah. But I do... Um, expect or hope to stay with Guiding Light for as long as I can because, yeah. you know, it seems to be working for me. So, And it's a family. Yeah, absolutely. There's this collective sense of family here that's very powerful. It's very palpable when you come in the door. You sense that from team members. You sense that from people who in recovery. I mean, everybody. And it's, it's a special thing, and I, I really would encourage... Those of you who are listening right now, if you've never had the chance to come in, whatever opportunity at some point, I'd certainly encourage you to do that. One of the things I want to share, Mark, is, and you know this because you've been through the recovery program, the cost is around $300 a day, which is remarkably inexpensive when you look at some of the private rehab programs out there. But that is a significant investment for anyone to make. When you came through the door, Mark, you were thinking or worried about cost. You're probably just like, I just want to get clean. I mean, did that ever cross your mind? Yeah, I, th I think at that point, um, you kind of forget about the money and you're desperate, you know? Right. So you just want something different than the way you were living. Did it ever hit you, though, when you found out you didn't have to pay for it in that, a financial oh, that's, sense? Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously a huge a huge bonus, and I think it motivates people to get in here, too, that really need the help, you know? Yeah. I've been to some other places, and I remember the money part of it definitely being a snag, you know? So yeah. you got to wonder how many people stay out there and that are still sick because they don't have the money to pay for this stuff. Yeah. So. It's, it's a powerful program of recovery, and you, as a donor, can make a significant difference. Please, if you do, consider... Making a gift online at guidinglightworks.org, guidinglightworks.org. You can donate securely. There's a button on the top left, a yellow button you can't help but spot, and you can donate securely there. You can become a sustaining giver and be a, a part of that recovery success story because, as you heard Mark say, it's a pretty amazing thing to realize you're getting this gift of recovery uh, and it's not going to cost you anything financially because part of that part of process of recovery is putting your life back together, getting gainful employment, which is important to a man to have that sense of, okay, I'm accomplishing something here. I'm earning money and I'm, 
I'm contributing to this successful program here. It's got to be rewarding to you, very rewarding. Sure is. Thank you. Yeah. Congratulations on your early success, uh, and we wish you the very best. You do your job, Mark, very, very well. Well, Thanks for having me. I appreciate that very much, and I appreciate your story of recovery. He's been with us on another episode of Casting Light, a new podcast from Guiding Light.